cat and the cat pet me, pet my cat on the yonder tree, that goes fiddle-like Tara the Cat and Knitting This is a podcast about knitting and about the death of my long-time companion over 16 years, Tara the Cat. Now Tara always had an opinion about just about anything, from a cat's point of view, of course, and she was not loath to express her opinion vocally, sometimes very vocally. Tara was a world-class complainer, telling me where to get off at on many occasions. Not perfect. She was picky about her food, but she was very affectionate, a loving companion, and I will miss her very, very much. Here's a poem I wrote in 1987 about cats, and I dedicate it on this occasion to Tara. Cat poem. What a particular miracle is a cat, wrapped in party color, softer than milkweed and warm, resonant with purring hallelujahs. What a moving miracle is a cat, claw-pawed or kneading softly, kitten-shadow-wrestling or ice-side hunter, walking the fence between the wood and the tended corn. What a sleeping miracle is a cat, belly up, paws half-staff, eyes serenely closed, breathing careless breaths but step near, and in a flickering, alert, in readiness to fight or flee. What a loving miracle is a cat, leaning towards affection as to a source of sustenance dearer than milk, as if lacking it were death, and drawing out in response a human love, forgetting gulf of species. Head to head, the minds respond, each to its nature and together. Fur is so comforting, cat plumpness because they do like to eat, wrapped in warm fur and purrs. It's a comforting thing to have a cat beside you, to have a cat interested in whatever you are doing from its own point of view. To have something to care for is important. It is important to think not just about yourself, but about another living being who relies on you for everything, sustenance, shelter, love, and brushings. The whole nine yards. Rest in peace, Tara Diddle, Tara the Cat. The same week that Tara passed on to her reward, my sister and I went down to the Humane Society where I picked out a lovely, lovely cat. She's a tortoiseshell mix with a wonderful temperament, and she's a talker. My sister thinks she's got some Siamese in her because she's got that skinny tail and a squeaky hinge voice, and she's very smart. She got out the front door onto the patio and went walkabout in the rain for some time. She was back, however, in time for lunch, which shows that she knows where she lives already, and hunger is a strong draw. The Humane Society found her in her apartment with 16 other cats, and she was three months in a cage at the pound. 
and yet she has the most friendly, loving temperament. I'm so lucky to have her. Smokey, my new cat, and I are bonding very nicely. I still miss Tara, but Smokey is filling that cat-sized hole in my life. My comfort during this time of stress has been knitting, rediscovered after a longish absence. I now have four, even five, knitting projects on the go. I'm knitting dishcloths with knit and pearl designs of small beasties on them. The one I'm working on right now has a center design in the shape of a cat, and one on the workbench with a knit and pearl contrast to create a leaping dolphin. Then there's a mystery dishcloth from a mystery dishcloth of the month from Yahoo, a forum. We get ten rows at a time and try to guess what it will turn out to be. Now purses are my current obsession. I've knit several purses and felted one, a mossy green variegated pure wool. I got the wool on eBay. You knit an item to be felted, bigger and on larger needles, then put it in the hot washing machine cycle for 15 minutes with some heavier washables to cause it some agitation. It comes out smaller, thicker and denser. You pull it into shape and set it to dry. The process is also called fulling, which is, and I quote, a finishing process in which the woven or knitted cloth is subjected to moisture, heat and friction, causing it to shrink considerably in both directions and become compact and solid. In heavily folded fabrics, both the weave and the yarn are obscured, thus giving it the appearance of felt. I knitted on bigger needles. It took a while and people kept saying, What are you knitting? Is it a scarf? Because a bag, when you start knitting it, looks an awful lot like a scarf. Another purse I've been knitting was on circular needles. It's a sampler of various patterns, mainly moss and seed stitch. It's finished now. It would suit as a hat, but I'm creating I-cord on a knitting knobby, which is one of those spool knitters with four pegs, and it creates a long, hollow tube of knitting. You work it by putting loops of yarn over the pegs, and it creates a nice, strong cord. When the cord is threaded through the loops on the bag, I will have a very Victorian or 1920s looking fashionable bag to dangle from my wrist. I'm addicted to wool now, and I've started to accumulate a pretty fair-sized stash. Stash is an important word if you are into any kind of crafting. I have a collection of stashes from various crafting adventures, beads, glues, paints, cloth, and now wool. During this time of grief, I have comforted myself with wool, more expensive than I usually buy. It helps, as does the moving meditation that is knitting. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at soniabrock.com, S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K dot com.